Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insight so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Linda Smith. And I'm Jim Swan. Linda is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Well, here we are at the beginning of August. There are lots of stories about how time is flying because all of the fun we're having. There will be a few tales of woe mixed in from people who have been victims of scams. Staying up to date on the latest scams and ways to detect and avoid them is just one of the things you'll find on the Better Business Bureau website. Later this morning, we'll go over some tips on how to avoid scams. We tend to think of insulation as something our homes need for the winter months. Insulation, however, is one of the ingredients of an energy-efficient home. And we'll learn more when we're joined by Dave Chatterton of Great Northern Insulation. And if you drive on any of the 400 series highways, you know that truck traffic is an essential part of commerce in our country. In fact, in today's economy of just-in-time delivery, the highways are said to be the warehouses. What does it take to drive one of those big rigs? Gus Ram is the president of the Ontario Truck Driving School, and he joins us now to talk about how the big rig drivers are trained. Welcome to Ask BBB, Gus. Thank you for having me. Gus, we said we were going to talk about big rig drivers, but what size truck requires a special license and training? Basically, they go by weight. Uh, uh, they start at uh, anything over 11,000 kilos. So with the Class G license, you can drive a vehicle up to 11,000 kgs. After that, you would require a DZ license. And then from there, if you pull a trailer that uh, has uh, gross vehicle weight, that's the load and the trailer together, over 4,600 kilos, then you require either a restricted or AZ license. And the difference between the two, it's the trailer itself. If the trailer has air brakes, you will need AZ to drive that vehicle. If the vehicle uh, has uh, electric or hydraulic brakes on the trailer itself, you will require A restricted. What prerequisites does a person need to begin training for a truck driving license? So in Ontario, you have to be 18 years of age, uh, Class G, full G license, and then uh, you require a medical. Their doctor fills out a medical for them and certifies them that they're okay for to apply for the license. And then from there, they're required to do a vision and a written test, very similar to the G1, but it's for trucks. And, and they study the truck driver handbook versus the car driver handbook. And then uh, with the medical in hand, then they would go to drive test center and do the written test. And then we need the, the, that written test plus the driver's abstract. And um, uh, we require education grade, grade 10 or higher. If they don't have grade 10, we have also an English written test that they can, uh, they can write at our school at no charge. And this way, if they pass that, then they can bypass the written English test or the English, grade 10 English test. So once they qualify, how much classroom training is involved? So we're going to talk about the AZ license. The AZ license, the government made it mandatory that everyone has to uh, take a course before they can obtain their AZ license. That started on July 1st, 2017. With this in mind, the government made it mandatory that everyone has to attend 103 and a half hours of training. Um, 
67 of those hours are with a truck and the rest is theory. Plus, we add the air brake uh, course to it. So that's another uh, close to 16 hours of, of air brake training. So it comes up to about 120 hours. Now, that course is mandatory for anybody that wants to upgrade their license from whatever license they have up to AZ. Could be G, D, B, C, any license to AZ, they have to take that training. Now, they also allow us to do what they call an advanced standing program for people that have experience with class uh, DZ, let's say driving a heavy dump truck and the odd time they back up trailers in their yard and so on. So those people sometimes may qualify for an advanced standing, which is a little shorter course. And the only way we can do that is we would bring them in for a road test. It's a two-hour road test. Hmm. And then with that road test, we our instructor would qualify them whether they would need to go through a shorter program or the full program. When you, you mentioned theory, so what's involved in theory? Theory, you have defensive driving, you have hours of service, you have dangerous goods, um, basically uh, dealing with the public. Uh, a lot of it uh, is uh, was created by the trucking industry and then was put together between the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Transportation and they made it mandatory they have to attend that. Besides training for large truck uh, driving, what other large equipment do you provide training for at the Ontario Truck Driving School? Yeah, so we do training on uh, almost all vehicles except the car car vehicles or the like the automobiles. Uh, we do uh, any class anywhere from A, AZ, BZ, CZ, DZ, E, and F. So they cover buses and trucks. Any any vehicle that uh, that you have to uh, drive that has more than I think uh, let's say ten passengers, you require an F license, and then from there it goes to a C license. And if it's school buses, it goes E or B, basically. So those those are the vehicles, and then and then we get into heavy equipment. On heavy equipment, we train on almost anything that they use in the construction industry. Anything from an excavator, bulldozer, backhoe, uh, grader, uh, rock truck any one of those, we offer training. We have a, a site of over 33 acres behind our school on Exeter Road, and we run it all under one location. So, Gus, what are the job prospects for people who complete the training? And if any of our listeners are thinking about tra- arranging training, how do they do that? And can you give us a ballpark about how much it costs? So right now, uh, for the training itself, I always encourage people to go towards the AZ. AZ, there are so much demand right now. And I was even just reading the news coming in. Between between now and 2028, they're looking at about 100,000 people to 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 uh, basically uh, have enough people to cover the driver shortage. Like Right now, I think we're between fifteen to 20,000 shortage right now. Gus, we are um, out of time here to talk about this, but just to uh, mention a little bit about the cost. So for the cost, uh, right now we offer three programs for the AZ. They range anywhere from five weeks to nine weeks. Also, the cost ranges from seventy five hundred to ninety five hundred for the course, and plus the book fees range anywhere from three fifty to eight hundred. Gus, we want to thank you for taking time to join us here this morning on Ask BBB. Again, thank you for inviting me. You're listening to SBBB, and our guest has been Gus Rayom, who is the president of the Ontario Truck Driving School, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under Truck Driving Training, and you'll find them. When we return, we'll talk about how to stay warm and keep your cool. Welcome back to Ask BBB. 
I'm Jim Swan with co-host Linda Smith, CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau, serving Western Ontario. Before the break, we said we'll tell you about how to stay warm and keep your cool. The answer to that will unfold as we talk to Dave Chatterton, Business Development Manager of Great Northern Insulation. Welcome to Ask BBB, Dave. Thanks for having me. Dave, what are some of the symptoms in our home that indicate we should be looking to adding insulation? Well, there are many, to say the least. Uh, One of the first that comes to my mind is ice damming. So when you have large, severe icicles in the wintertime hanging from your eaves, uh, that's ice damming. And it's usually a result of inadequate insulation or poor air sealing up in your attic. Um, So in the winter months, the warm, conditioned air uh, is allowed to reach the roof underside. It melts the snow prematurely. The water runs down, refreezes at the eaves, and causes these big ice dams to form. And sometimes it'll actually uh, back up under the shingles and cause leaks. Um, And uh, they're also very dangerous to people outside. So that's one of the, the most obvious ones that comes to my mind because it's so severe. We might also see mold buildup. Uh, either on the attic, up in the attic itself, or or on the drywall inside. Uh, that's something that's very common. Uh, other symptoms could be your furnaces running uh, and cycling excessively, or in the summertime, your air conditioner. Um, those are, of course, very obvious symptoms. Um, and the most obvious one to me is just plain comfort. Uh, if you're not comfortable, uh, chances are you need insulation. When we start thinking about insulation, are there new standards for insulation and energy efficiency for new construction? Well, the um, standards for new construction are set by the Ontario Building Code. And now the most recent code change occurred in 2017. And it's very complex. It's, it's difficult to describe because there are so many different details. Builders are actually allowed uh, to choose from several different packages to meet building code. Um, one of the easiest ways to explain this might be just in terms of attic insulation. So, for example, in most cases, um, attic insulation now needs to be at an R60 to meet code. There are a few situations where uh, a builder can actually get away with an R50 in an attic um, by upgrading in other areas, but in most cases, it's R60. Um, and uh, the, the de- as I said, the details of these packages are so numerous, they're, they're too difficult to describe here. Uh, I guess the important thing to realize, though, is every time we have a code change, and they tend to happen about every five years, the, um, the insulation, our values will be increased. Uh, when I started 20 years ago, attic insulation uh, was R40. It had just changed from R32, then it went to R50, and now it's R60. So um, you're just going to see every time it's going to increase. So it's, that's a good thing. So Dave, we've heard the term net zero energy housing. What does that mean? Oh, uh, well, In a nutshell, simply put, a net zero house is a house that produces as much or more energy than it actually uses. Um, It will usually utilize uh, a photovoltaic solar power as a means of producing that energy. Um, From our scope of work, obviously these homes really need to be extremely well insulated and extremely airtight. So the the criteria uh, within the building code for a net zero house is going to be far greater in terms of our value and and airtightness. And what you'll see now is some builders are actually marketing net zero ready homes. What that means is that these homes are well enough insulated, um, properly air sealed, to meet the net zero criteria, 
they simply haven't had the, uh, the solar systems installed yet. Dave, what are the benefits of proper insulation? Well, energy savings are the first one that comes to mind, uh, but there are other benefits as well, and in my opinion, are, are every bit as important. Um, for instance, um, other components of the building envelope, like the roof, for instance, are going to last a lot longer if you have proper insulation and air sealing in place. Uh, we spoke earlier about ice damming and mold. These issues uh, can be reduced, if not totally eliminated, if you have proper insulation. Uh, and in a nutshell, once again, health and comfort, uh, the two defining issues uh, um, that are the biggest benefits to me in terms of uh, having uh, proper insulation. Dave, are there still rebates available uh, for insulation? Um, yes, there are. Uh, the uh, The rebates used to be available through the Ontario uh, government, um, but when uh, we had a change in government, that switched over. Um, so a lot of those programs are now gone. But um, there are certainly rebates still available. The one that comes to my mind is the HER program. Uh, it's a fairly new incentive that came out uh, as a result of the merger between Enbridge and Union Gas. It's essentially a revamped version of the former home reno rebate program, but it's actually much more lucrative than it used to be. It's delivered through the gas companies. Uh, it's federally funded. Now, you do need to get an audit completed by a qualified energy advisor. Uh, Barrier Sciences Group, our sister company, uh, obviously comes to mind and are well-suited to do that. Um, they model the house through Hot 2000, run it through the government program, and uh, the rebates are quite lucrative, up to $5,000 per household. So it's a great, uh, great um, venue for people to take advantage of. Dave, what should we be asking an insulation company that will help assure we get good return on our investment? Well, if spray foam is involved in any way, shape, or form, you should definitely be asking about their third-party certification. This is extremely important. Uh, if, um, if they can't provide you with their form of third-party certification, run away uh, because uh, you don't want to be dealing with them. Um, now, also, um, you want to make sure that any insulation company is focusing on proper air leakage techniques. Uh, are they treating the house as a system? Uh, if you have attic work being completed, are they focusing on maintaining proper ventilation or improving the ventilation if, if need be? Um, does the company provide a warranty? That's extremely important. Uh, are they able to provide before and after thermal imaging? Um, that may cost a bit more, but it's certainly great peace of mind and it proves to the homeowner that things have been done properly. Most importantly, work with someone who understands the building envelope and aspects of building science. Uh, we all know that price is important, but it, in my opinion, it should never, ever be the overall defining factor. Dave, we want to thank you very much for taking time to be with us here this morning. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Dave Chatterton, who is Business Development Manager with Great Northern Insulation, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search for them in the BBB directory, and all of their information and a link to their website will be there. Next, tips on how to avoid scams. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, the CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. In the summer months, we have sunscreen and insect repellent handy to keep a couple of summer irritants at bay. Well, too bad there isn't a repellent for scammers too, Linda. Well, there may not be a spray-on repellent, but by checking Scam Tracker on a regular basis and by following some tips from the BBB, you might be able to avoid being bitten. 
So what's the first step? If you are the least bit unsure, especially if you have been approached by someone you don't know, either by phone or by email, get a second opinion. I guess that's called a friend, eh? Depending on the sort of business, you might call your bank or call us at the Better Business Bureau or, yes, call a friend. Just by taking time to consult another person is often enough to separate you from the scammer, long enough to think clearly and avoid the loss. What are some of the other things that might help us avoid being bitten? Never send money to someone you've never met face-to-face. Seriously, you just don't ever do it. And really, really don't do it if they ask you to use wire transfer, a prepaid debit card, or a gift card. Those cannot be traced and are as good as cash. Don't click on links or open attachments in unsolicited emails. Links can download malware onto your computer and or steal your identity. Be cautious even with emails that look familiar. They could be fake. I guess the advice there is before you click, think, is this a trick? Yes, and don't believe everything you see. Scammers are great at mimicking official seals, fonts, and other details. Just because a website or email looks official does not mean that it is. Even caller IDs can be faked. So we need to be very careful when we're buying online. Don't buy online unless the transaction is secure. Make sure the website has HTTPS in the URL. The extra S is for secure. And a small lock icon on the address bar. Even then, the website could be shady. Check out the company first at BBB.org. Read reviews about the quality of the merchandise. And make sure you are not buying cheap and or counterfeit goods. Remember, if the deal is too good to be true, it probably is. So I know we always say start with trust. But that means dealing with someone you are sure of. And the Better Business Bureau directory is one way to be sure. Be extremely cautious when dealing with anyone you've met online. Scammers use dating websites, Craigslist, social media, and many other sites to reach potential targets. They can quickly feel like a friend or even a romantic partner, but that is part of the con to get you to trust them. Well, in many cases, they're hoping that you'll give them information that they can use to scam you, right? Never share personal identifiable information with someone who has contacted you unsolicited, whether it's over the phone, by email, on social media, even at your front door. This includes banking and credit card information, your birth date, and social security or social insurance numbers. And scammers take advantage of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yes, Don't be pressured to act immediately. Scammers typically try to make you think something is scarce or a limited time offer. They want to push you into action before you have time to think or discuss it with a family member, friend, or financial advisor. High-pressure sales tactics are also used by some legitimate businesses, but it's never a good idea to make an important decision quickly. And in the end, it comes down to money. If you are purchasing online... Use secure, traceable transactions when making payments for goods, services, taxes, and debts. Do not pay by wire transfer, prepaid money card, gift card, or other non-traditional payment methods. Say no to cash-only deals, high-pressure sales tactics, high upfront payments, overpayments, and handshake deals without a contract. One way to avoid scams is to deal with people we know. Whenever possible, work with local businesses that have proper identification, licensing, and insurance, especially contractors who will be coming into your home 
or anyone dealing with your money or sensitive information. Check them out at BBB.org to see what other consumers have experienced. All good advice, Linda. And Linda, before we close the program, we have some very sad news. It is with absolute shock, sadness, and a heavy heart that we learned about the sudden passing of London lawyer Joyce Thomas, who drowned in Lake Huron over the long weekend. Her law practice uh, specialized in human rights, labor, employment, and Indigenous law, but Joyce was also a valued member of our Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario Board of Directors and a member of our marketing committee and had a specific passion for helping to organize the Business Integrity Awards. There are no words that express the sorrow we are all feeling as a result of her premature passing. She was only 36. My BBB colleagues all join me in conveying our prayers for healing and strength to her family and friends impacted by this tragedy. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.